0: Guerrillas in the Bay Prologue Tommy could hear the loud sirens approaching in the distance as more police cars arrived and surrounded his house. The sounds of screeching tyres on top of the gravel outside punctuated the cop's urgency to defuse the situation with force. He could hear the constant pounding of footsteps as the members of the mill-pipres squat Unit circled the building in preparation for a second charge at the house. He had sent them running for cover under a hole of gunfire. The first time they tried to come back tried to come for him just thirty minutes ago. You're all bitch, motherfucking back. Is this really what you fuck you really want? he mumbled to himself as beads of sweat formed across his forehead. The night breeze enveloped his body like a s- silk bathrobe due to the wind blowing through the windows that were blown out. The a- a- acid s- arid smell of gunpowder, that s- filled the house like stench of burnt c- popcorn. His shoulder was aching and beginning to throb like hell from a nine mil bullet that penetrated him in the first hell of bullets. Yet with his pulse racing and blood in his veins rushing through the body, from his overly pumping heart, he could think of—we could think of—was finding a lighter amidst the garbage on the floor. He needed to take another hit to slow his mind down and gather his faults. The only way he could do so was by taking a full ball. The police had been in front of his house for over two hours. What started out as a simple search and arrest warrant quickly became a battle to the death. When the loud knock first. Tommy Smith, known as the hood, into the hood, a Tivada, was at the back of his five-bedroom house, buying nine more ounces of crack cocaine, invited a few more friends and associates over for a little smoke fest and get-together. Upon hearing the announcement, a police at the door. Everyone got nervous and acted slowly on impulse. Surely on impulse. The first shot. Penetrate the night like a shooting star that would follow. And what would follow was the biggest shootout with the police in California since the SLA shootout way back in 1974 when the Simonese Liberation Army supposedly kidnapped newspaper heiress Patty Heard. The kidnappers engaged. Almost 500 law officers in a standoff that was broadcast on national TV culminating in a shootout and fire leaving six members of the group killed tommy found a big lighter on the floor under what was left of the fight his five thousand dollar coffee table next to the lighter was were a bunch of drawbreaker sized crack rods and that spilled into in the chaos he picked that largest one off the floor like a panther snatching meat off the bone to a fresh of a rash kill. In seconds, he had the rock on his pipe, and took another hit, it took a long, slow, and dark, deep drag. The sweet taste of the smoke, tasted the smoke, filled his mouth, and caressed his throat, as it made its way, made its way slowly down his, to his lungs. As he pulled harder and harder on the pipe, his eyes became fixated on the melting rock as it slid its way down. His lungs. He watched as it sizzled and melted, transforming into a clear, light brown liquid. He twirled a glass pipe as he removed a flame from the lighter while still pulling on the pipe. But his lungs could no longer allow him to pour any more smoke out of the pipe. He moved the pipe with his crusty, burnt lips and hungrily inhaled all the smoke into his body, like it was a breath of fresh air. He held his breath as long as he could do could to keep the potent smoke in his lungs until they ate. He sat down on the couch, tilted his head towards the sky, sailed the smoke in a long stream of exhalated bliss. Instantly he became light headed. His senses were heightened. The tips of his fingers felt as if they were surging pure power. His entire body surged with power, like he shot up with pure adrenaline. It was obvious, right? Then to all that was all that was going on around him. It was as if he had a, as if at that moment he didn't have a care in the world. Tommy lifted the pipe back to his lip to take another pull. Just then the ringtone in his phone phone went off. He gnawed the phone and took another hit. This time the hit he took was bigger than the one before. Finally he sailed the smoke and answered his phone. Who is this? This Riz? We're on our way, me nigger. Just hold the motherfucker off for a few more minutes. Nigger and their mod on the way. Jason Volody, hees, his long time friend and brother, yelled in the phone. Be my nigger, you've got to get stick to do the plan. his rightly responded. Fuck that shit, nigger. You didn't turn that bitch into the okay. Corral, Velarez shot back. He smiled smiled at the metaphor. The rails used. His nigger was always using metaphors. T-Rider had so many emotions flowing through his body, at the point that tears fell down his eyes. Look, V, I love you. Cos you know, you my nigger, I only know I'm nothing to the, to the a boss but blood. We knew this day was coming. I've been fucking up for, for too long, but... I, that's why I've been getting you ready to take over and run the family. As the tears flowed freely, he continued. "Nigger, we built this empire on blood, sweat, and tears. My nigger, I can't sit here and let you what we built up go up in smoke, flames, behind my stupidity. T-Rider held the pipe outside down as he talked, allowing the residue to run. Into the broil over the pipe. Cooled down. V. I fucked up when I started smoking this shit. Isn't shit I can do about it. But now, but ride it out. But you, my nigga, you can. Why do you think I chose you instead of guns to take over? I know you can take this motherfucker where I wanted to take it in the beginning. You won't be able to sh- do shit as long as you're working with emotions. Remember, nigga. Show no the love. Cause love will get you killed. This is Memphis, the Memphis Police Station Department. Thomas Smith, Thomas Smith, we're giving you one last chance to surrender. I come out of the house with your hands up. There's no need for there to be any more bloodshed today. Come out with your hands in the air. We're giving you five minutes. After that, we're coming in full force and bringing you out. But he could hear the voice of the police captain, who oh, threw in the cell phone. Rider, we're getting off at the exit now, vinegar. I'm almost there. how's a scutch cut off by owner Ryder before he could finish his decoration with loyalty to death. V, Hold on for a minute because T. spoke before he dropped the phone, his app and reached his pocket, for Bluetooth. He put on the Bluetooth and connected it before continuing to talk. He reached down and picked up another solid from the floor. Instead... He packed his pipe with it. This time he didn't pull on it slowly, instead he pulled hard and deep, almost as if he was trying to suck the entire flame for the pipe into his lungs. The smoke burnt his lungs, but to him it was a good burn. His eyes ears popped, so he blew out the smoke and sweat. His sleep began to form, and his forehead, too, as his heart rate, excited. Then Hayes could hear T-Riders inhale, he knew he was d- what he was doing. The fault of this is uh, his brother. Being in the house with the police outside in full force, moments away from taking his life, made tears swell up in his own eyes. Emotions are too much for him to control. Tears escaped from his eyes. He made no attempt to wipe his tears away. Hi, Dad. tears choked onto the phone. I'm good for you, look. I ain't got much time left to listen up to me. Listen good, my nigger. Let this jewel jo- jewel lie drop you drop on you on your pay. Rider put on the pipe on the couch again, walking around picking up the extra clips of his Mac ninety. We barked at his final orders to Hills. Where although they wouldn't face couldn- wouldn't face to face talking, the hares could hear in T Rider's voice that he was back to a clear state of mind at the moment. V stopped the motherfucking truck and pull over. This ain't no question, my nigger. It's an order. Pull over and get out of the truck, he told him, but then Hayes didn't want to do it. He couldn't bring himself to do it. All he knew in his heart he had to get his folks did to his folks. In his mind Vernon Hayes knew T Rider didn't know what he was talking about. It was him talk it wasn't him talking. It was a ship, but deep inside he knew T Rider orders are going to be his last. So out of respect for his bro, boss and brother, he pulled the lambo over, and signal signalled for the vehicles following him to do the same. Tears ran down his face in waterfalls. He stepped out of his truck and finished listening to D-Rider with a phone on speaker. When Leonard Two Guns Johnson saw Vera Hayes pull over and stepping down on the lambo, he pulled his Aston Martin over and walked over to find what was going on. The rider continued speaking. V by the time you make it to me, this shit's going to be over. You know I'm not going to let these motherfuckers put me back on the fucking cage. The vermin in voice was all too familiar to their words. He, it was a vermin, a man who had death in his mind, a blood in his on his, in his eyes. I'm a gangster, Nickta. You hear me, gang, gang gangster? I come in this bitch with nothing and ready for everything. Blood we know consequences is this shit. But yet we accepted them when we chose it this game. We've done something that most niggers only dream about. But well I neither too scared what to do or do have the balls to do it. But along the way I fucked up. Nothing you do is gonna change that. Nothing. I am damned if I'm going to out like some bitch and out and not like the savage I am. I'm going out the only way a gangster should go out. Blood won't rob me of that. Don't do that to me, V. Bev Hayes closed his eyes and listened to the brother. With a heavy heart, he poured out his soul and did his last confession. You want to help me, my nigger? Then my nigger, keep it lit. Keep it lit. Make them motherfuckers forget the day they took a real nigger. Make this family stronger than either. I want you to build on this shit and take it to the next level. I am talking so big that motherfuckers will remember us forever. They will not know what this is. Never die. Sh- shit is all about. I love you, you my nigger. But uh, it's over for the kid. Tell you fam. It's never die for li- never let die for low li- life. I'm gonna end this shit right here and now. I'm gonna. Go, remember one aim of one struggle, one the goal, never die. need for that, however, T-Rider was off the phone. At least, that's what he thought. He thought he hit the end button on the phone. In actuality, he pressed the record button instead. So Bill Hayes and the rest of the soldiers with him were still listening on the phone while recording. The phone was recording at T-Rider's end, recording his last moments on Earth. According it would be saved, played over and over by thousands of guns. Okay these motherfuckers take it there. Then niggers gonna take it there. Two body would be heard mumbling to himself while reloaded the chop chopper. For cocking his salt rifle, he pecked up his pipe, placed another rock in it and lit it. Not worrying about the residue. He smoked five rocks back to back for the voice of the police captain came back. On the This is your last chance. Come out with your hands in the air. Right now the cocaine-filled T-Rider body, and mind, God himself could not reach or reason with him. If he tried, all rationale and understanding were gone, long gone now. All remained was pure beasts. Motherfucker, do I look like I'm giving an effect? About your last warning, T-Rider yelled as he rushed to the front window with his pipe in one hand and a Mac-19 in the other took one last pull, and tossed the pipe aside on the floor. He held his breath until he got light-hearted. His ears popped once again, a sensation that he loved returned, the feeling of real uncut power. When he blew back the smoke this time, you could hear him yell, "Nigger, it's never die or nothing. The next sounds that would be heard over the phone was that of the Mac-90s T-Rider, that of round after round, like a hillbilly, protecting his farm. By now, everyone was a circle, has, was circled around the knees, listening intently as the T-Rider made his final stand. Assault rifle sung only gangster. The salt rifle sung only gangster could understand and love, a song of power, respect, fear, and peace. Because that song was played, all of them, all their feelings come out, played all of their fins come out. Two stood in the middle of the front door, holding the chopper like Al Pacino did in Scarface. Glass shattered and erupted in squad. Car windows were blown out. The whistling sound of bullets, hitting car doors, sounded like a swarm of yellow jackets had blended in with the screams of the co- cops that were shot. A heat of the bullets had penetrated his skin, where well, there was a, a violent contrast to cold night air. It was just now a little past ten p.m., and the wind came off the Cavalesis mountains. It was just blowing in. Come on, fuck brothers, T-Rider yelled as he continued, squeezing the bullet, bullet trigger. Plane found the, the muzzle flashed and an illuminated light. A police had caught of off guard by the quickness in which he swung the door open, ready firing. A moment the door was swung. Blurb. back on the streets after serving a three years sentence, years prison bid. T Viner is faced with a mad drama, a huge obstacles including the baby mother, a troubled beginning, on the added, Wade, come and added on Wade on his back. The future doesn't look promising. Until he takes on the streets, to do what he does best, let lay Sucker down. But what price his criminal that he When a man chooses to, to chance the devil, he must pay for his sins. Can ride rider escape the inevitable downfall as he and his crew climb to the top of the game and prove they are the real guerrillas in the bay? Or, did he, or will he meet a final demise? He writes, homies, tea-guns, and rays. about about the guns that Gunsmoke too, as they click, up to form. Never die, Dragonlang. The error is not most feared and respected organisation, the nation. But on the road to which a man can become his own, worst What, enemy? Well that, well, that happens. Heavens will cry blood and the game will become. Damn right unscrupulous.